Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. And this is a first, a two-parter. I know. I think this was kind of fun. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed episode one with Larry Starr and the trainer for the Big Red Machine and his stories from those years. A bit but longer it, than we're used yeah, to, but we gave you with bonus a star footage. like Larry Starr. That's right. <laughs> he gets two parts. But if you missed it, feel free to look back in the archives there and start with episode one. But the two-part, second part here, uh, we've talked a lot about strength training on our podcast and obviously use strength training a lot. Many patients, athletes, and uh, physical therapists listening, but you might be surprised to know that it wasn't always a part of major league sports. Isn't that crazy? And actually, there was a lot of resistance to, that. get that pun, resistance, <laughs> adding resistance training to uh, the program. So we have a great story here about how strength training got its start with Major League Baseball, actually right here in Cincinnati, and uh, really interesting to hear the history. Yep, yeah, we'll listen to Larry Starr one more time. Hey, this is Larry Starr, Cincinnati Reds athletic trainer. Every door opens up. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. And I, I couldn't, I never could figure that out. Well, I haven't done anything to deserve that type of, right. uh, I just happened to be around an organization in the yeah. 1970s. If you wanted to know something, how to run a professional baseball team, you called the Cincinnati Reds. Sure. You want to find out how to do group, group tickets, you called the ticketing department. You want to find out about scouting? Yeah, they had Chief it going Bender on. Chief Bender knew scouting. He knew how to – he knew sure. talent. Sure. You know, that, that team, except for a couple of trades we made, that was grown, homegrown. Yeah. Tony Bench and Pete Rose, all those guys, Griffey, they all came up through that system. Yeah. Um, if you want to know something about hitting, you call Ted Bazuski. Yeah. That's just the just way it was. Sure, sure. You know? So, you know, that it, we were the icons. And I'm thinking, here, again, how lucky. Well, it turned out, they want to know about something about athletic training. They start calling you. Yeah. Because here's what happens. 19, the winter, 1974, we had lost two years in a row. We'd won in 72. We lost 73, 74. But we were good. Why did we lose? In my opinion... I thought we lost because our bench wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Our bench wasn't in shape to play when our stars couldn't play. Yeah. And so I decided the one thing that was missing in our conditioning was strength training. Okay. We ran. We threw. Stretching, meh, so-so. Right. But who cares? Uh, And running even wasn't that important. Yeah. Yeah, You don't need to be a marathon runner to play baseball. And so, but I thought that there was the ingredient that was missing was strength training. That we did, that we, there were weaknesses and imbalances that need to be addressed. Yeah. For some of the starters, and especially for the bench players, so they're ready to play. Yeah. Because they sit on that bench for months, weeks, and then all of a sure. sudden you got to go out there and perform. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. So, I decide to to propose that to Bob Housen. And I do a 10-page research on And uh, interesting enough, my master's thesis was on the conditioning of baseball players. Okay. And so, and I had interviewed, I had tried, I had sent a survey out to every major league athletic trainer. I got one back. Oh, wow. And the only reason I got that one back 
The head trainer of the St. Louis Cardinals was Bob Bowman, who also was the head athletic trainer at the University of St. Louis. And I remember I told you I worked with hockey. Mm-hmm. We played at the University of St. Louis in hockey. And I went over Talk with the survey and sat down with Mr. 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 Uh, Bowman. And I said, would you mind if you went over this? Yeah, he was really nice. And he was a little bit ahead of his time, too. Mm-hmm. He was the first guy to get in the Hall of Fame, Bob Bowman. But he got in because he was the head trainer at the University of St. Louis. Uh-huh. Never did he mention that he had the baseball. Wow. So anyhow, I, I do that. I do this 10-page report, and I take it up to Mr. Housem with a purchase order. I want to buy fifteen uh, dollars $15, to $18,000 worth of knowledge equipment and start a strength training program with the Cincinnati Reds. And well, strength training in baseball was taboo. <laughs> you didn't do that. You know the reason why? Strength training then was football oriented, and strength and bodybuilding oriented. Everybody yeah. that saw a weight room thinking, right? Mass and sure, all sure. that. And that's that was the mantra. So, but I think I'm not gonna. I'm not making man mountains here. I'm working on weaknesses and imbalances. Bob Housen says okay, and he says I'll talk to you about. About a week goes by, and uh, I get a call. I'm down in the athletic training. It's the off season, 1974, and and uh, Bob Housen calls down his secretary and says, "Hey, come on up. Uh, Mr. Housen has wants a, a meeting with you." Okay, fine. So I walk up. I walk in the room. There's eight people in this room, in his office. <laughs> I know nothing about this. Sparky Anderson, my manager, who to this day I'll tell people. I could not have picked a better manager. Yeah. As a rookie. As a rookie narc. Yeah. <laughs> he supported your missions. He loved me. Yeah. I mean, would never questioned never ever questioned anything I said to him. That's important. Matter of fact, he'd do it the opposite. If I told him Joe Morgan's ready to come back from this intercostal muscle injury, let's give him another day, see how he is. And if I said to him, Neil Spark, so and so is not coming in. There's mm-hmm. treatments. He's missed two treatments. There's that guy in there, and he just, you know, yeah. You do what Larry tells you. You get in there if you want to get better. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So I, I, I just worshipped the man again. How lucky am I? I, I just, uh, anyhow. <laughs> so I walk in. Here's Sparky Anderson, Ted Gazusi, the pitching, the hitting coach, Larry Shepard, the hitting coach, Alex Grammis, third base coach, George Sugar, the bench coach, Chief Bender, director of scouting. Uh, Alexander, the director of player development. I go, hmm, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, why wasn't I warned on this? Mm-hmm. So I walk in. Hey, how you doing? Because they, they're, they're not even supposed to be there. It's the off season. Sparky lives in California. Sure. But he happened to come into town for something, so we're having this meeting. So everyone's sitting there, and I'm still standing, and Mr. <laughs> Housen says, okay, Larry, give him your spiel. Tell him what you want to do. Okay, so I go. I said, you know, I'm interested. I think there's one part of our program and conditioning that I think needs to be improved on, and that is to add some type of resistance training or strength training into the program. And I said, you know, I've done the research on it, and these are the programs. I've decided that Nautilus might be the best way to go because it's safe. Yeah. You know, being by myself, I didn't have a strength guy. It would be hard to supervise it day in and day out. So let's use the Nautilus machines. I would have changed different now, but – um, and uh, and I'm gonna, and we're going to start it in the off season with some off season conditioning, and then I'm going to continue it in spring training, and then have a 
a modified program in season. And I give them the reason that I see injuries that are occurring that shouldn't occur, soft yeah. tissue injuries. And uh, I feel that if we can keep these guys a little stronger, they're going to uh, be ready to play uh, if they have to come off the bench. Everybody's going like this. <laughs> they're just kind of not even looking at me. Yeah. I know. This ain't going to go. Not this going ain't going well. well. No. <laughs> so, Mr. Allen okay, let's sit down. And I go, okay. I said, uh, uh, Spark, what do you think? You know, I, I like Larry. I know he's smart. I know he knows what he's talking about. Uh, but uh, why don't we just go with the legs? Let's just let's do conditioning, strengthening in the legs. You know, get the legs strong. That's what, that's where we need it. I said, yeah. I go like that. I start to sink because he's my man. Yeah. So now we go to Ted Grzewski. Remember I told you? 18, 18-inch biceps. Yeah. He goes. He calls me everything you can call somebody but mister. He <laughs> said, you little something. I, I said, you're never going to have my hitters pick up a weight. And then I find out later why he was so adamant. It's a great story, and sometime you ought to look into how Ted Grzewski got signed by the Reds. Ted Gazzusi was a freshman football player at Indiana University. And one of his jobs in his scholarship was to do cut the grass and stuff. Okay. okay. In, that, in, in that year, his freshman year, the Cincinnati Reds spring training was in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, wow. Because there was a war going on and, and players, they, did, they couldn't afford to go to spring training. Sure. So they did it right there. Well, here's Ted Gazzusi in no shirt. Yeah. And he's cutting grass. And they they see this big muscle bound guy. Yeah. yeah. And they say to him, Hey, you wanna take us up a couple swings, kid? <laughs> yeah. Now he could have played college baseball easy, you know. Yeah. He was a baseball player. But yeah. they didn't know that. Right. He gets in. <laughs> sign right here. Wow. That's how they signed him. He ended up playing, going back and playing football too, but but his thing was when when he got on the program at Indiana in strength training, mm-hmm. the lifting program, his it affected his swing mm. because it was a program that mm-hmm. was built on mass yeah. And, yeah. and size. So, in the chest. And so, he he want no part of it. And I thought, here's a guy with that's muscular and he doesn't want any part of it. Yeah. Okay. And, and he goes off on me. And he says, <laughs> okay, Mr. Alden says, Larry Shepard. Larry Shepard, pitching coach. Larry Shepard, very articulate, had a master's degree in music from McGill University, beautiful voice, was an opera singer. I heard words I never heard before. <laughs> I did. I, I didn't know you could put that noun with that adjective and add another adjective to it. And so... Because they really he, didn't want to do strength training. He was training. totally against it. <laughs> wow. Strength training for pitchers was totally taboo. You didn't do that. Yeah. They get the muscle bound. They get tight. We want our pitchers to be flexible, really loose. That's how that would, That's how you get velocity. Blah 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 blah. I'm sinking. I'm blah. <laughs> and then now my pants are starting to. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so now we go around the room, and we get to uh, uh, Alice Grammas. Alice Grammas. We we didn't hit it off real well, but one of the reasons was Alex Graham was. Uh, you know what a brown noser is? <laughs> yeah, I've heard yeah, that well, term. He, yeah, whoever Sparky. So that's what he said. Well, I agree with Sparky. Just do the legs. That that the rest of that crap. We don't want any of that guy. Just do the legs. I knew he'd say that. Now George <laughs> Sugar. Well, George Sugar and I had started a little running together. 
okay. we used to run together. I mean, he couldn't run with me, but I'd yeah. run 30 minutes with him, and then I'd do my run. So um, we got to know each other well. One of the, my favorite people. And he said, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about strength training. I don't know what this weight crap is all about. And I said, well, supposedly Larry's done some research, looked at it, or read something about it. I don't know. If he thinks it, I don't know. Let's go. You know. And yeah. George is that way. He didn't care what you – if he had an opinion, he was going to just tell you. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, now I sit up a little bit. I got one guy. <laughs> I got a half a guy. Yeah. I got two halves and one. Chief Bender, no part of it. Didn't want any part of it. He, Chief – Chief did. Chief and I never hit it off really well. I I I admired him for his baseball knowledge and and respect. I thought he overstepped his bounds because he of knowledge he didn't have. So anyhow, he he ripped me too. No, I don't think so. We don't want any part of this. Uh, player development? No, we don't want. We don't. My minor leaguers. I we got the program. We know what we need. We need running. We need hitting. We need throwing. We don't need this other stuff. Okay. And there was one other guy in the room. I don't even remember who it is. And uh, I think it was assistant scouting director. And uh, who was and, and our scouting was really well respected. And we mm-hmm. had some really great players through that system. And so I'm thinking, well, three years in the big leagues, that's not too bad. <laughs> Except you have to have 10 years even to get into pension. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, that was a nice try. You know? Yeah. I'm going to get fired. Why wouldn't I? I'd yeah. fire me yeah. if, if I had seven out of eight people tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. So anyhow, he says, okay, Larry, you stay right there. You guys, you can take off and go to lunch. Okay, so they go. I'm sitting there and thinking, well, here we go. I'm just <laughs> going to put it. So he says, come here. Mr. Allen, come here. And on his desk was the purchase order, $17,000, mm-hmm. I think, of equipment. And he says, uh, what do you think? I said, well, Mr. Howes, I said, let me, uh, let me tell you. Uh, look, either we do it all, you know, we do the program mm-hmm. that I feel will help everyone in some way. Yeah. Or we don't do it at all. You know, I'm not, you just do the legs. That's not worth it. It's not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know, I, and also, if it works, it works. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not doing it to make us better. I'm doing it to make us have the ability to be better. Right. right? A player will is it's a skill sport. It's not it has nothing to do with conditioning. You don't need great aerobic capacity to be a baseball player. Right. Three hundred and sixty feet is the farthest you'll ever have to run and you maybe never do that in a career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh you don't need great strength. The bat doesn't isn't that heavy. Ball's not very heavy. Yeah. You know, you don't need that mass. But I see weaknesses. I see Bill Plummer, my backup catcher trying to come out there and his legs are a piece of crap mm-hmm. you know i gotta work on that i dug flynn i want him to be stronger i want his core to be better so he goes he looks at me he looks at the person he looks at me again and he looks at the first short and he signs it and he says don't effing this up <laughs> <laughs> which means i got one shot yeah one shot yeah so we do and then the first thing i do is I, I call <laughs> I call uh, Arthur Jones. Arthur Jones was the inventor and maker of Nautilus. And I'd heard a lot about him, mm-hmm. read a lot about it, about what Nautilus is, how, what the, the, the mantra of, of Nautilus being uh, progressive resistance that uh, could change in the course of the whole yeah. exercise. 
okay, with the cam and all that. Right. And he says, hey, uh, he says, yeah. And I had just talked to Kim Wood. Kim Wood was the strength coach for the Bengals, mm-hmm. who was the Midwest distributor of Nautilus at UC. He had a, yeah. in Coryville, they had a office right there and he had a, a showroom. So he said, okay. He said, I said, I need to, I need to pick somebody's brain on this. If I'm going to do this, I got to do it right. Yeah. And I figured the owner, the guy that did it, he said, yeah. He said, let me call Arthur's. Call Arthur three days later. Hey, come to Lunkin Airport. Arthur's flying in to pick you up. Arthur was a pilot. One wow. of the things. You know how he made a million dollars? First million? No. He, uh, uh, ever hear of Wild Cargo? The uh, animal yeah. Wild Cargo? He started that. Wow. But what he did was he would fly, He because the animals were in areas that didn't have enough food and water, like he had an elephant or, or rhinoceros, he would pick them up with his airplane and take them to where there was water. He saved people. Wow. But he also was a movie producer. Okay. That's how the cam came in. The okay. Film. On the reel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and and he was a genius. Yeah. But crazy. <laughs> I, the, the, yeah, I mean, there's not no a guy you want to get in an airplane totally with. Totally huh? crazy. <laughs> First of all, he thought that the, the fittest will survive. So he's a little bit of a racist, for one yeah. thing. Second of all, he hated people telling him, no, that's not right. No, what do you mean? I said it's right. It's right. Yeah. You know? So he fly. He comes in, flies me. We go down to the land. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? I got a little plane here. Yeah. You know, and uh, but I thought it's cool. So we fly into the thing, and uh, here's this whole uh, you know, factory of he's making equipment. And he had a backyard that was probably worth $10 million. You know why? Steel. Mm. He had made all these prototypes a squat machine didn't like it throw it back there oh uh, you know steel was big money sure so uh so he's going to tell me what it's about so we get in the car and we're not even into the building we're still in the, i'm still in the car and i said you know I, I explain to me how this cam stuff works he picks me up by my ear <laughs> out of the car pulls me into his office and sits me down with a yellow pad you know yellow pad and he says here, he makes this weight, he makes this cam, puts a line down, puts a 10-pound weight there. If I move this weight and this goes up, then the distance from here is going to be different because the cam creates a different distance, so you want to get change in the resistance because you start at the weakest point and you end up at the strongest point. You need to change it. You understand that, young man? <laughs> and he's spitting all the time. And he's a flopper and he's... He's the most uncouth guy you've ever met. Anyhow, but a genius. So I, I'm impressed. I mean, I, I'm intimidated and impressed yeah. and everything else. So he says, look, he said, you go back to Cincinnati. You get with Kim Wood, and, and you work with him for the rest of the offseason, okay? We'll, you go ahead and purchase the equipment, but, and we'll, we'll ship the equipment to, to spring training. They're going to ship it there for okay. not all of it, but about five or six pieces. And I would the, the pieces would be different than what they are now. But anyhow, so I did that. Kim was great. I mean, he was telling me, okay, this is this is now nah, you probably don't worry about the chest too much, but we need to we're, we still were working about the chest. If I was doing it now, I wouldn't even have that in there. And we had various pieces of equipment that I think would do it. And so we come to spring training, and. Uh, hmm. My players don't want no part of it. 
Yeah. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench in, spring, in the offseason used to do this. Uh, I'd have players working out, young players that live in the area. Mm-hmm. And they're working their butts off, and I'm I'm doing some strength some some strength training using, uh, you know, dumb, dumbbells or a couple pieces of uh, the Universal Gym. I use yep. that. And Johnny would come in, and on the leg extension, full stack, one leg. I don't need this shit. And walk out. <laughs> Which is right. He didn't need that part, but he needed other things. Yeah. The main thing was his back. If yeah. I could have done things for his flexibility and back. And we talk about it now too, but he had a great career. He's still the best that ever was. So sure. anyhow, how can you tell him he's wrong? So anyhow, <laughs> uh, we go, we get through spring training and some of the guys hooked on pretty yeah. good. Doug Flynn was all over it. Uh, Bill Plummer, all over it. Pete, nah, that's yeah. Pete, Pete played, <laughs> played basketball in the off season. That's what he did, you know. Uh, Griffey how, was, was a pretty good pupil. Mm-hmm. He he really wanted to get his leg stronger. You know, he was a burner. He could fly. Mm-hmm. Another guy could have stolen tons of bases. Um, and Cesar was a good guy for me because he didn't care. He didn't know. He said, I don't know. I don't know if this helps or not. I'll do it. Larry, what do you say? <laughs> so, <laughs> nice man. Just the nicest man. Yeah. And, and, and then so we get through spring training. So we go into the 75 season. Only team in all of baseball – do strength training. What do we do? We win the World Series. Wow. 1975. Now, had it anything to do with it? I had five Hall of Famers on that team? Probably not. Right. Probably had nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, it's you never know. strength training. Right? Yeah, yeah. So here's the funny thing. Two, I get the season ends. We're world champions. I'm, I'm just on a cloud. You know, my wife's on a cloud. And yeah. Can get the World Series money coming in and all that stuff. And so uh, – about a week later, I'm in the, doing the inventory and stuff, and I get a call. And the operator says, hey, uh, there's a guy here. Says, uh, I think it's, his last name's Cassidy. Uh, wants to talk to you. And I, I have no idea who that is. So I said, hello. And he says, hey, Star, this, this is Hopalong. I go, he's yelling at me, too. <laughs> I said, Hopalong? And I think, Hopalong Cassidy? <laughs> you know, there's two Hopalong guys, right? The, the actor, cowboy, yeah. of, and Hall of Famer from Ohio State. Yeah. Heisman Trophy winner, I mean. Yeah. I said, hop along, Cassie, the Heisman Trophy winner, Ohio State? Yeah. He said, George told me to call you. I said, George, George, George who? He said, Steinbrenner. I said, Steinbrenner? Yeah. He said, well, how do you know George? He said, uh, he had me as my his, his strength coach for the Yankees. He said, he says, uh, he said, call that little shit now. <laughs> Sorry. Call that guy. Call that guy. The guy down in Cincinnati and uh, find him what this freaking strength training is all about. <laughs> so he calls me and I said, I said, what do you want to know, Hopalong? And he says, well, what is what, what is this doc? And he was a football player, so he knew a little about weights. Yeah. But not 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 as it applied to baseball. Played, you know. Yeah. But you know, so but George loved Heisman Trophy winners. He, he tried to get a whole outfield of Heisman Trophy winners one time. Anyhow. <laughs> I said, look, hop along. Here's, here's what you – look, I can't explain this to you on the phone. Why don't you come down here, spend a day or two days, whatever it takes. I'll show you the equipment. I'll show you what I'm doing. That was, that was a mistake really? in some ways. But if Bob Housen would have found out, he would not have been happy. Mm-hmm. The mantra in those days was if you got something different, 
Don't yeah. tell anybody. Right. It's a secret. Use it for a couple of years. It'll come out. Yeah. But use it for a couple of years. And I just didn't have that mantra. I didn't. Sure. You know, I, I wasn't. That's not what I was trained to be. Yeah. You, know, you, you share, share this information. Get yeah. better. Right. Everybody gets better because yeah. of the health of the player. Right. So he came down. It was it was it was a hoot for. Uh, he was there for like five hours. You know, we went out to lunch and and nice guy. I still didn't think he figured it out, but I I think he knew enough that what he would go back to tell George would not make me look like an idiot. Mm -hmm. That's what I was afraid of. Well, turns out George Steinbrenner is a is a mover and a shaker now, mm -hmm. and he not only gets equipment. Not as equipment to put us in Yankee Stadium, he puts it all the way through the minor leagues. Mm. 1976, who are the two teams in the World Series? Mm -hmm. Cincinnati Reds, New York Yankees. Yeah, only two guys left and went. Yeah, and then it blew up. Then wow. I'm getting calls from every freaking a lot of not major league athletic trainers because they still, you know, didn't yeah. have much to do with me. But, but it it be. And, and I always say this to this day, what became so ironic is that I sat in a room, put my life and job on the line, mm -hmm. and everybody in that room, not one guy totally supported me, except mm -hmm. for George Schroeder. Mm -hmm. And now, everyone's doing it. Yeah. Not only doing it, they went by it. Right. They went 180 the other way. How strong can we get? Right. To a fault. Yeah to a really bad you think situation. it's over conditioned oh not not only over conditioning but using peds mm -hmm. using performance enhancing yeah that never why would you do that right the only, only peds then was amphetamines you right know, you didn't you didn't do that stuff yeah and it's just ironic that it happened but you know it happened because they saw the how results. much better i yeah. have i have a a, a, a a chart of uh 26 players that in the off season gained anywhere from 35 to 50 pounds of lean muscle. Wow. Okay. And their BMI went down. Yeah. That's impossible. You can't do that. You know, you can get bigger and leaner, but you can't get leaner, leaner right. without help. Right. And interesting enough, of those 26 players, every player increased their home run production by a hundred percent or more. Wow! One guy went from nine home runs, Baltimore center fielder, to fifty-two in one year. Wow! And never hit fifty-two again. Mm-hmm. Why does that happen? Did the did he find a magic bat? Or did the natural come in? Right, there? right. Uh, something happened there, and all these players were that way. And I and I so I said to myself, well, it makes sense then. Why wouldn't you want to get bigger and stronger? Because mm -hmm. you know what home runs does. Get your money. Get you paid. Right? Get you sure. paid. Sure. You're gonna go up. Sure. So, it, it's just ironic that the that the information they were getting didn't come from medical professionals. Mm -hmm. And so, they were, you know, they were getting inc incorrect information, and therefore, were putting themselves at risk. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com, and you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a B-visit. 
please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.